I give an update on my kinky camping trip. So Vic, let's talk Bubba. Bubba. My Bubba ganoush was delicious. Um, and in the recipe, I'll correct this, but uh, I did a big Bubba don't when I made it. You know how when you, um, like if you ever, you know, bake or microwave a potato, you know, you stick, you'd stab it with a fork a couple times? Yes. Well, I completely forgot that you're supposed to do that with eggplants. And the fucker exploded in my grill. <gasps> no way. Yes, but it just like exploded wide open and it landed all on the skin. So it was totally salvageable. Well, that's good. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully. Otherwise, I'd have no bubba. Well, it's because of the water content and the vegetable, right? It yeah, just, it like, wasn't able to steam. It. It's too hot. Yeah. Eggplant um, explosion. Yeah, it was... Ugh. <laughs> it was messy. And then I had to clean it up when it finished because I had to cook... I made the... I made naan flatbread from scratch as well to have with it. I don't think I'm gonna include that recipe just because it's a ton of work and I do not expect our listeners to actually make bread from scratch. Naan is pretty easy though, main ingredient's butter, so it's pretty easy to, it's hard to fuck up. Yes. Yeah. Like butter. Yeah. Uh, my bubba ganoush is a lot like traditional ones you'll see. I use more black pepper, more paprika. I use a whole head of roasted garlic. But aside from that, it's pretty typical and I think anyone can make it. Do you put lemon juice in yours as well? Yeah, I did a whole lemons juice and a whole zest as well. Yeah, it plays really well with the paprika. So, who is the main event in the uh, baba ganoush? That's the eggplant, right? Yeah, I would say the eggplant or the tahini. The tahini is so strong it comes through, even though it's only like three teaspoons or four teaspoons of it. Yeah, tahini is very strong, for sure. Yeah. I put way too much in my hummus one time. I was like, oh no. Basically, you're just eating a bowl of tahini. Yeah, you definitely have to uh, add that slowly, if you will. <laughs> mm -hmm. Aside from that, um, that's actually a pretty easy recipe. It's one of the easier ones. I know we've done a couple more complicated ones lately. So I wanted to make it a bit easier. I mean, it still takes a bit of time with the roasting and everything. But really, it all just comes together in a blender. And you're good to go. Awesome. So it's more yeah. like a dipping sauce. Yeah, yeah, and I prefer it warm, and you can make it ahead of time and microwave it, and microwave is just fine. It does not change the consistency at all. Nice. Yeah. All right, so now on to something we complain about a lot, our body issues. <laughs> Doesn't everyone to their closest friends? Well, are you really living if you're not hating some part of yourself? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's it this week? probably the one thing that I'm just really having a tough time but I'm still working with it I'm still working on it um, also I think it's just the change in weather constantly that you it's hard to prepare your you know which product to use in your hair for the day so you need to check the forecast just to do your hair just to do the hair because if it's rainy you don't want to straighten it maybe curl it or do a cute updo who knows what's What's your issue this week? Oh, for me this week, it's just my gut, which is why I'm doing a week of salads. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, also, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I go most places with my spanks on, so. <laughs> just spank your way through the day. Spank my way through the day. <laughs> of course. You gotta look like uh, you know what you're doing, you know? 
Peggy to make it. When I was coming up with this topic, I was trying to think of other ways, like how body issues like impact not just sex but also dating. Yes. Which I think it leads to the whole like, hey babe, are you ready to leave? Yeah, five more minutes. Forty-five minutes later, you're almost ready. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, because you can't get it perfect enough, or you're changing clothes a thousand times. Yeah, and it's not perfect because you're not perfect, and you suck, and fuck everybody. <laughs> I'm putting on sweats and ordering pizza. Fuck you all. The couch is my date tonight. <laughs> I definitely think that clothes have a lot to do with uh, confidence in people for sure. Definitely. And it's not necessarily buying expensive clothes or whatever. It's all about the fit of your clothes. And I think that you and I have talked about this. Knowing your shape, knowing what to uh, accentuate or to hide a little bit more. All about the clothes. Yeah, definitely. And just knowing that like you feel ready so you'll probably look ready yeah of course when we were younger we just you know you know throw on some pajamas and go get some you know oh yeah easy now we're older and there's more preparation involved <laughs> yeah i remember uh working at a restaurant and my girlfriend and i uh friend girl i'm straight obviously not that, that matters but uh <laughs> just to set the record for all my new friends out there um <laughs> <laughs> Josh knows what I'm talking about. So, uh, her and I used to go have a drink after work, and we worked at a fish restaurant. And we always, to this day, wonder how we got free drinks and men's attention and all this. Well, we're smelling like gross-ass fish. While you're smelling like a deep fryer. Yeah, like, totally don't get it. I do think it may have to do with the fact that we always went to places where service industry people were going, so we all kind of smelled like our different restaurants. However, <laughs> it's still not an excuse. I just feel like we were definitely better back then. Oh, yeah, and, like, I could, like, walk into a smoke-filled bar and sit down and just be gross and no one would care. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's, it's, it's funny that works but yeah i think finding confidence in your clothing is definitely something that you can do to make yourself feel better and also planning out if you know you're going on a date plan out what you're wearing the day before so you don't make them wait that's just rude yeah part of the reason we even started this project is you know confidence in at least one thing you can control your cooking there you go if you can crank out a beautiful date night dinner you'll probably feel pretty good about yourself afterwards as you all know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the funny thing about it is uh, we had mentioned to each other, and one of my favorite comedians, Amy Schumer, I mean, who doesn't love her, but um, she was mentioning a high-risk chin. That's definitely something that you cannot hide. Quite frequently, Josh and I talk about a high-risk chin. Uh, like when you... Like when you are going to take a photo with your phone and you click it on and it's front facing and all you get is a big old screen full of chin and you're just like, ah! <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, a high-risk chin is on the verge of being a double, but it's just a one and a half. It's just, it's just genetic. Some people just have it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we can also get it from eating a lot of carbs. Yeah, it's the, it's the chin, it's that chin type of chin that I think about when I'm debating that next piece of pizza or should I stop? <laughs> 
Like, do you, like, do I want wine or a vodka spritzer? How's the chin? <laughs> it's WWCD. What would your ten chin do? <laughs> would that be WWYCD? What would your ten chin do? I can't even say that. Well, if it was my chin, it'd say yes. Bring me more pizza, bitch. <laughs> what would your chin do? <laughs> Nothing. Stop eating. <laughs> Eat the pizza. <laughs> So, speaking of, uh, what would your chin do? How was your kinky camping trip? Where has my chin been? (laughs) (laughs) My camping trip was good. It was really good. Uh, It was funny, I I just made a note, uh, because you were talking about, like, you know, fitting in your clothes right and feeling confident about that. Now imagine being somewhere where everyone's wearing pretty much no clothes. Dun, dun, dun. Your worst nightmare. No, I'm good. I don't care. <laughs> like, I give myself naked like a solid six or seven. That's good. good. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine with it. And when you're at like a, a resort like that, it's a lot of retirees, so. <laughs> retirees from? From everywhere, really. <laughs> well, in gay years, that's in the 30s, right? <laughs> yeah, they retire at 40 and then they're done. Only eight years away from retirement. I'm so excited. Well, what I really enjoyed uh, getting one thing. I haven't heard much about the camping trip, but I did receive one picture, and it was of this tent that was across the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I really wanted to get out of town, and it just it lined up with a special event going on at this campground. And I remember I saved my schedule to show you. Can you see? Shenanigans. So it's a specialty group, a BDSM and kink group that is based out of Orlando. And they were going to be overlapping with us. Um, We picked a camp, like a tent site on the other side of the park. So we weren't, um, we weren't around a ton of that. It was basically a la carte, whatever we wanted, which was nice. Because it's not really our thing, but there were some nice people though. Um, So after we got set up and we were walking around, we saw the other part of the park where most of these folks were camping and we saw that uh it was a pop-up like a like a canopy with a mosquito netting around it and inside was a full-on sex swing like a big sling yeah yeah and i snapped a photo and sent it off to a friend they're like well someone's getting a show later (laughs) but it was so cold that night i think it got down into the low 40s see that's not sex swing weather no one wants to get schmuppled in 40 degree weather funniest part is you know those uh travel hammocks that are in small bags and they expa- expand into the larger hammock and you can take them anywhere from a distance okay mind you this is before i got i recently got my eyes checked so they've been a little rusty lately oh yeah i sent you the photo and you're like oh is that a hammock <laughs> i've always loved those uh travel bless hammocks. your innocent heart <laughs> i know and so you uh, no. So I zoomed in, and I did see some, you know, obviously tells that it was a sex swing that night. So, but that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm going to blame it on my eyes. <laughs> but yeah, our first night there was super cold, so we didn't get into a ton of trouble early on. Um, it was a um, pretty typical gay weekend, I would say. Like, we had drag queen bingo, and we were around a fire. Um... Oh, the campground has a um, a dungeon. They call it the garage. Oh, that's yeah. less. 
less intimidating. Yeah, I didn't partake too much in it, but I did take a couple passes through it just to, you know, have the experience. And it was, um, illuminating. Was it similar to the torture museum at the Medieval Times restaurant? <laughs> no, it was, um, a room so dark, I was worried about falling on my face. It just had one sad, dim red light bulb up in some corner somewhere. And it had two sex swings, it had like a pegging station if you want to get bent over and pegged. And then it had a glory hole room with like eight glory holes. Oh. Yeah, but it was so, so dark. I'm more visual than that, like I need to see what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, I get it, a lot of these people are regulars and they, they don't really want to see what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. At this moment, um, just on a side note, I have my son's, uh, turtle in my room and he has a red light on top of his terrarium so it actually sounds similar to my room minus the fun and the glory holes and the sex ones. just dark with a, with a red red lamp in the corner and at night you can just hear a, a slight crunching sound in the distance <laughs> i'm eating the lettuce yeah he's definitely <laughs> being moved i don't even know why i have him in there Anyway, yeah, we're moving him. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. <laughs> but no, that was it was a pretty fun time. Uh, the next day, it was actually warm enough to go to the pool, which was fantastic because it's clothing optional. There's no tan lines. Very neat. Yes, I'm definitely going back. It's so awesome getting sun and actually looking better naked afterwards, not worse. Was there any walks around Ricky Lake? <laughs> uh, no. That was on the other side where all the shenanigans folks were camping. Oh. Yeah, I stayed on my quieter side. We actually had some awesome neighbors. Um, and we were able to hang out with them, have drinks with them. Um, that was actually really chill. I think we'll pick the same area next time and just hope that that just tends to be a younger area. Very nice. Yeah. It sounds like you guys had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was cool. The pool was nice. They have a restaurant. We totally bought way too much food to cook. Well, yeah. Yeah, we, I don't know, I think we dropped like 150 bucks at the grocery store before we got there, and we, we really should not have, because the, the restaurant pricing was actually really good, so I could have taken it much easier with the cooking. Oh, wow. So, yeah. you said that, you mentioned that it was like pub food, but it was good. Yeah, I remember, oh, I remember. It was after someone had given me a pot brownie, and the pot brownie had fully kicked in. And I ran up to the restaurant and grabbed us a quesadilla and onion rings and brought that back to the campsite. And by the time I got back, everyone else's pot brownie had kicked in. So I blinked and my quesadilla was gone. Oh no. I think I got a piece of my quesadilla. <laughs> I think honestly that is the only thing that stoners get mad about is if you eat their food. Well, I couldn't be mad. These are the people who gave me the pot brownie. <laughs> and then I took a nap. It was great. <laughs> right. There you go. Growing up, uh, not that I recommend this for anyone, but if we ever did have a little marijuana here and there, let's just say in college. Yeah, college, sure. Tell them what you want them to think. <laughs> we all designated one person for the munchies because we knew that if we were going to have this two-hour conversation about, no, I'm not going to get the food. You go get the food. So we, before anyone smoked, we 
you're like, okay, whose week is it to get the munchies? So that's how we, we were very organized. So that's what we did. You have to pre-plan for munchies. You do, except sometimes you can't really tell your cravings. You know, sometimes it's cereal, sometimes it's cheese puffs or onion rings or quesadillas. You never know. It's definitely savory food for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Always. It's what I want normally, but worse versions of it. Didn't you make a pot cake one time, but you ate more of it and kept getting more stone? That was a rookie mistake. Whenever you make a, an edible, like a, like a nice big, like I made a big chocolate cake. Whenever you do something like that, make sure that you make another one that is free of any contaminants. So that way you have snacks. <laughs> and I was so hungry that I just kept eating it. And the thing about edibles is you don't realize you're too high until you're way too high. Way too high. So I ended up stuck to the floor looking upward for like a day and a half just next to a pan of cake. <laughs> it was a rookie mistake. You know, that's you know, that's what your early 20s are for. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now I've learned. <laughs> I used to have a friend that would toss uh, his chicken wings in butter. Oh boy. And they were actually really tasty, except, you know, you were hungry still. You yeah. Know, so. The thing about edibles is edibles are like jello shots, they are time released. <laughs> so you need to take it easy. So after you have a couple jello shots, you should probably wait a half hour to an hour and then see how you feel before you have any more. Edibles are like that too, because you'll, you'll eat some, see, my partner and some of the other campers nearby, they made this mistake. I had a quarter of a pot brownie and I was like, that'll kick in in about an hour and a half and I am going to probably eat a house. And everyone else waited 30 minutes and they said, oh, I'm not feeling it. I should probably eat more. Big mistake. Oh no. No. So later on, while I was uh, taking a very, very good nap, um, they were all at the bonfire and trying to get it lit and they're like playing with lighter fluid and I like see flames like through the tent window and I'm like, oh, hope everything's okay over there. Yeah. And they were fine. They all came down eventually. I call that, I call those scenarios the best worst decisions. Yeah. Next time I'm not letting the stone kids play with fire. Probably not. Yeah. No. I'll just bring them more onion rings to keep their hands busy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But no, it was great. Um, let's see. We packed up on that Sunday, drove home. It was awesome. We're totally going back. And I think I'm going to go back in like two weeks. Were you like exhausted on the drive back? A little sunburnt. A little exhausted. I'm definitely drinking less next time. But to be fair, we drank so much water. We bought, what was it? Three 12 packs of club soda and a jug of water. But... We also drank a dozen beers and a big handle of vodka. So, you know, kind of evened out. <laughs> evened out in the long run. You know, I always heard a secret that if you take a Benadryl, obviously non-drowsy, um, like while you're drinking with water, it prevents a hangover. And then I never really thought about this, but actually tried it one time. No hangover whatsoever the next day. I'd be so worried about that because you're not supposed to mix Benadryl with booze. Yeah, so I'm not a doctor, but... <laughs> not a doctor, but it worked, so you're welcome. But... <laughs> now, one time I had like three martinis, I took a Benadryl, and I woke up like 
12 hours later and I was like, what year is it? <laughs> yeah, I had like... Also not a doctor. <laughs> right, I had one bite of spaghetti and, and was on someone's couch uh, and woke up The next so, day. The next day. But no hangover. <laughs> yeah, early early 20 craziness. Yeah, we need to do an episode. Like, we need to take time and prepare and come up with our list of, like, looking back, most embarrassing things we've done. Oh, Lord. I know. There's so many. Yeah, they're bad. So so that is my update on the camping trip um, thus far. Um, we met some friends, so we'll be going back. And hopefully I can give you an update each time we go. And hopefully at some point, photographic evidence on the socials. I might have to put in some blurs and eggplants and stuff, but I think I can make it work. This is our, our uh, icon, if you will. It is fitting that I made Bubba Ganoush. Eggplants. Oh, yes. That is, that is, oh yeah, oh yeah. I think you did a good job. Yeah, that was subconscious. Insert applause. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Hey, listeners. This is when you would normally hear a sponsor. We don't have any sponsors. Nobody loves us. If you want to sponsor us, shoot us an email at thewellladeplate at gmail.com. Thank you. All right, Vic, I have a correction to make from something I said a few episodes ago. Yeah. I will always try to get my sex facts correct, and when they're wrong, I will tell you. So... I learned recently, yeah, it was always my golden rule, um, insects, to not use silicone lube with rubbers. I thought that it was bad for them. Turns out it's just oil-based, not oil-based and silicone lubes. So, I wish I would have known that when I was younger, because it would have made a lot more nights in college a lot more interesting. (laughs) You know what, though? I have heard multiple, multiple people say that. So maybe we're just setting the record straight for a lot. Yeah, yeah. Silicone is totally safe with condoms. Not safe with silicone sex toys, I checked. But it's definitely safe with condoms. Well, you're our hero. Yeah, I'm trying. So I think it's time for a yard update. How is your balcony? It's doing good. I cleaned it up yesterday, and I'm going to start actually planting for spring. The weather's a little bit warmer than I thought, so... Um, I'm doing everything from seeds, so you do have to do, um, so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to do some wildflowers on my baby garden, and then I'm going to be doing some edible plants on the flooring of it. I'm going to use the bags, the fold-up bags. I just love the planters that are the bags. They're awesome. Yeah, those are cool when you're growing food because you can just empty them out and put them away. When they're not in use. Yeah. And honestly, like, because it, it has been raining a lot, and, uh, you know, in springtime it's going to rain too, so it, it won't be such an issue for it drying out that much. So, anyway, I'm super excited. It's going to be a lot more colorful on my balcony, and I'm going to rearrange and stuff. So, as soon as I get it all set up, I'm going to... Uh, on In my yard right now, the seeds that we planted are sprouting. They're looking good. Um, my tomatoes are actually feeding us not enough to stop buying tomatoes of course but i think i've we've had a couple dozen tomatoes now That's yeah what kind of tomatoes are you doing uh there's a couple cherries and then there's also a plum type variety i think i want to get some yellow and orange ones as well those are so pretty mm-hmm. 
I was actually painting one side of the house and I walked around and back into the backyard on my way to clean a brush and my irrigation system had exploded. Something came undone and it was just like shooting across the yard. Oh my. And I was like, what the fuck is happening in my yard? <laughs> so I got it all under control and patched it back up. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, aside from that in the yard, uh, we planted, what was it? Probably like 200 bulbs. Uh, just a couple months ago, but it's Florida. You can plant them all year, so they're coming up. I should have daffodils and things like that popping up soon. Ooh, very pretty. Yeah. So, Vic, what are you cooking? Well, actually, I slow-cooked a whole chicken yesterday. I cleaned it up last night before we went to bed. And then, um, so today, I'm going to probably do a homemade chicken and dumpling soup. All right. I'm so very it does sound good. Yeah. And it's cold and rainy, so it works. Mm -hmm. What are you uh, doing? It is my week of salads, so uh, because I am chonky. So tonight's salad is going to be uh, my, it's going to be like a pulled pork sandwich, but in salad form. And instead of pulled pork, I am using jackfruit. Uh, it comes pre-seasoned, pre-cooked. You just microwave it in a bag and I've looked in the bag, the bottom of the bag is see-through, and it looks just like a like a bag of pulled pork. It's crazy. That is so awesome. I know. I'm going to let you know if it actually tastes porky. Because if it does, this is a game changer, because I'm sure it's way healthier than real pork. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm still going to eat the real deal, but um, it'd be nice to have an option. You know what's so cool is there's so many options for vegans and vegetarians now that they did not have five, six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to be coming into this age because also people who aren't vegan and vegetarian, we have those options. We can be 80% Just for some variety. Vegetarian and, you know, the rest. When things, when you get bored. Exactly. Yeah. A couple of our friends are actually allergic to red meat, so it's nice knowing that they can actually eat some of these things. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So if they come over for dinner, you're not worried about it or... Well, yeah, it's not by choice. Like, it's not like, oh, I accidentally, you know, fed a vegetarian something that had a little meat in it. And, like, it's like, no, they're going to get sick, so I have to actually pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's really important to make sure that you don't poison anybody. Yeah, I think next week we're having a couple of those friends over and we're going to make them uh, Beyond Meat Burgers. Oh. Yeah. I haven't, had Be I haven't had Beyond Meat yet, but my friend, um, Tara, hey Tara, um, she had it in a burrito bowl, and I basically conned her into trying it. And I was like, how was it? She said, terrible. I was like, well, what was wrong? She was like, nothing. It tasted exactly like ground beef. I just don't like ground beef. And I was like, so your complaint is that it's too accurate. <laughs> it's like, don't change, like, usually she gets the steak, I think. And I was like, well, what, if you don't like, <laughs> how did you let me talk you into trying it if you don't like the real version? Exactly. <laughs> But she said it's just like it, so I'm hopeful for the burgers. <laughs> yeah, we do we do vegan meatballs from time to time, and they're mm. they're actually really good. Yeah, the other night I made falafel. It's a great chicken tender substitute. Mm -hmm. You can also bread real chicken tenders in falafel, and it's extra good. What do you think we should do next week? Um, I think. Well, we we've actually been talking about a lot of recipes lately. Yeah, we have. Should we? Keep it like Mediterranean, like lighter, more salads, maybe grilling. That would be good. All right. We can even, uh, yeah, we can go Greek. Look all. You know what I'm absolutely in love with is Zoe's Greek dressing. 
I know it's like a fast food restaurant. And I want to try to recreate that. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, listeners, you'll know more then. And thank you for listening to... The Well Late Plate. Get it. <laughs>